This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today we've got a crazy entitled parent story of someone trying to force their way to a green card. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, thinking of going no contact with grandmother. I've been thinking of going no contact with my grandmother for some time. I'm not completely sure, so I'm turning here for advice. My maternal grandmother, 65-year-old female, has bipolar disorder and can be quite narcissistic at times. She's on fairly good terms with my mom, but due to recent experiences, I've been considering cutting her out of my life. She's body shamed me and my brother on several instances and used to belittle my mom as a teenager. She basically kidnapped me at around 5 years and didn't tell my parents where she was taking me. I've tried asking about it, but she either denies it or downright screams at me. Give it to me Reddit, should I or should I not go no contact? Personally, I think this is still very much up to OP. I feel like if it's a person that doesn't make your life any easier and you think you would do better without talking to them, then they should go for it, right? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting your fill of these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is Entitled Kid and Entitled Parents Scream in Roblox Voice Chat for me not giving him my expensive Roblox item in a game. For context, I'm 14, don't judge, I love video games, and love to go on voice chat. I also love to play Jailbreak a lot, as I like to trade and I've been playing the game since 2018, so I do have a lot of items. When they introduced trading, I got two torpedoes. The torpedo was a really fast and expensive car that you can't obtain, but I'm a Roblox nerd, so go figure. So I had a lot of fun with trading. This happened only a few days ago with an update that allows people to see your inventory. I decided to hop on the trading hub voice chat and decided to socialize with other traders because, well, why not? Enter the entitled kid. He sent me a trading request and I accept. I decided to talk on voice chat and the entitled kid, I think around 11 years old, was on it too. I decided to ignore that he was breaking the rules of Roblox moderation because, well, we all did break underage rules sometimes. Well, mostly, so I ignored that aspect. The conversation goes as follows. I say, hi, what would you like? He says, hurry up, you witch. Give me a free torpedo. You're rich. Give it to me now. I say, excuse me? He says, yeah, give me a free torpedo. I say, offer first. I dealt with rude comments in the past, so I might have thought he was trolling, but I was wrong. He put up low value items and I said, I really do not have an offer for that and you're low in value for a torpedo. His value was 2.5 million while torpedoes like 65 million in the virtual game currency. He says, which I don't care. You have two torpedoes. Give one to a poor kid. I say no. First off, I do give free stuff, but since you seem rude, please do not trade with me anymore. The entitled kid kept calling me racial and awful slurs, so I muted him, and my friends told him to shut the heck up. 
So I went about as normal, and the entitled kid was calling me a scammer and I was done with the server, so I just straight up left. I thought that was it, but he probably went into my Roblox profile and found my Discord tag using the RoPro extension. Yeah, I disabled it because future Karens got a Karen. The next day, I accepted a friend request from the entitled kid on Discord, thinking it was one of my old friends from like second grade, as that happened three times and I'm pretty good friends with them. So I said hi. He sent a video call. So I decided to accept, but not show my face because, well, I get uncomfortable showing my face to someone who I didn't know. Cue the entitled mother. She says, hi, I was told you didn't give entitled kid the torpedo for his car. The concept was a car that did not match up to the torpedo. I said, oh, that guy. I wonder how he found my discord tag. Anyways, entitled kid, the entitled mother mentioned his real name for some reason, was being very rude, calling me slurs. I do give away free stuff, but he was really rude and making up false accusations. Please tell him to not track my profile. She says, why didn't you give it to my angel? He got good grades and he's the sweetest boy. I say, your sweetest boy called me racial slurs and annoyed me and my friends. Keep in mind, I am 14. She says, oh, shut up, jerk. You're probably nearly an adult and you're hiding behind a camera. So show me your freaking face, you racial slur. I, starting to get angered, said, ma'am, please stop acting like a Karen and control your demon. I'm 14 years old, not an adult, and if I was, I would still play games I enjoy. So please stop controlling my life. You and your son are disrespectful people and very immature. I hang up while the son is screaming to get the torpedo. The Karen spams my DM saying to get back on the call, wussy. So I decided to ditch being professional and started to troll. She says, you'll give my son the torpedo or I'll come and rob your house and beat the crap out of you. Again, I'm a minor. I said, wow, that's crazy that you're threatening a minor. I decided to troll the entitled mother and entitled kid by spamming loud music and screaming, which made their facial expressions go mad as the mother and kid were sharing an AirPod. So that was seriously the funniest thing ever. I left the call and the entitled mother was telling me to give the torpedo, but I just kept on spamming cat gifts and blocked the entitled kid. I haven't heard from the entitled kid since, but since my joins are always on to everybody, I feel like there will be more kids screaming. Lesson to all entitled Karens, do not beg people to give them free stuff, and if you do want free stuff, don't act rude. Have a nice night everyone. I think OP just kind of let this go on way too long. I think as soon as they joined that video call and saw it was the entitled kid, they should have hung up and blocked them and just been done with it. Our next story is, dad not present growing up, disappointed I'm not close with him. Growing up, my dad had to work a lot since we were a family of six, immigrants and kind of poor. Many times he would work day and night to make ends meet. I actually used to be terrified of my dad until I was about 10 because I didn't really know who he was since I rarely saw him for more than 10 minutes a day. As I got older, our family became more financially stable and my dad was home a bit more, but I never really had a relationship with him. He was always busy with other things like work, hobbies, church things. I respected and loved him, but I never had a real father-daughter relationship that I always wished I had and would be jealous of my friends that would go on father-daughter outings and be able to talk personally with their dads. Fast forward to now, been married for 8 years, and it seems like I still have a hard time building this relationship with my dad. If we're all together as a family, it's okay, but talking one-on-one with him is sometimes awkward. 
He never calls me first, ever. He says that he's the parent and his kids have to be the one to go to him, not the other way around. He's pretty old school European. The thing is that I find it hard for me to make the effort for him when I feel like he as a parent should try too, and when I never had this personal relationship with him growing up. He's told me multiple times that he's so disappointed that none of his daughters have ever taken him on a coffee date to spend time with him after everything he's done for us. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for that, but I don't think that means that he gets to sit back and wait for his kids to run to him. He seems to have no issue with my younger brother. He calls him multiple times a day to just talk. I've told him how I feel about reaching out to him and all it seems to do is offend him and give him more reason to say how he's done so much for our family and this is what he gets in return. I'm not really sure what to do at this point. It just really hurts to not have a closer relationship with him and I'm tired of it feeling one-sided. Our next story is, is my dad being too strict? I, 15, am starting to develop a slight fear of my dad due to his yelling. He's very strict on me, much more strict than my mom. Our main argument, we don't really argue, I just listen to him yelling at me and say nothing, is on grades. My dad wants me to have a hundreds on every subject, even though I'm not that smart, and my mom just wants me to try my best in school, but my dad just wants me to be the best, even though I'm not, and makes me feel stupid every time the report card comes in and I have an 82 or an 80, and he just says, you should do better than that, you're not stupid. I sometimes want to yell at him that there's kids failing and getting lower grades than me. What do I do now? I think if OP has a good relationship with their mom, they should turn to them and kind of express their concerns, discomfort, and hopefully as a family be able to work on it. Our next story is grandparents taking over birthday planning. My kid's about to turn four and I started planning his party in my head a couple weeks ago when he told me he wants dinos. I'm thinking cardboard dino cutouts, dino pinata, painting dino prints for attendees. And for the cake, I wanted to just get a nice plain cake from the store, topped with crushed Oreo dirt and a scene of dinos and plants from a kiddo's dino toy set. My mother-in-law is not having it. We'll get a dino-shaped cake and order new dino cake toppers and do balloons and nothing I planned is good enough. But I hate balloons, bad for the environment and also annoying as heck and I don't see why they need to buy new toys when I can put the ones we have through the dishwasher. How do I get them to let me, my child's mother, plan his freaking party? I think this is just a matter of whether or not you want to put your foot down. This next story is, crazy entitled parents kick us out Christmas morning after we drove six hours to visit them. This happened five years ago. My fiance, male 35, Dan, not his real name, and I, female 32, have been together 10 years and only just recently got engaged. Funny enough, it was prompted by our most recent chaotic visit with his family, but that's a story for another day. Dan moved 7 hours away from home in his early 20s to escape his toxic parents. We were together 4 years before he was comfortable letting me meet his family, other than his narcissistic father and evil stepmother. I met them before we officially started dating, the only time they visited Dan since he moved. In fact, no one else in his family had visited him even once. I met everyone when we decided to move for his job, which was closer to his family but still two hours away. We lived there for a year, didn't like it for various reasons, and moved back to the state where we met. The next year, we decided to spend Christmas with his family instead of mine for the first time. We spend every holiday with my family and prefer it that way, especially now. They're great people and they love Dan, 
So other than his general dislike of holidays, thanks to his parents, he has a good time. We were invited to stay with father-in-law and evil stepmother during our visit and agreed. Things seemed to be going well the first couple of days. The evening before Christmas, Dan's stepbrother came over to see us. Father-in-law wasn't feeling well that day, seemingly hungover from drinking the previous night, but he would never admit that. So father-in-law and evil stepmother stayed inside while we hung out in the garage, which was not attached to their home so we didn't disturb them. We were drinking, talking, and playing cornhole, the game where you toss a beanbag into the hole of a wooden board. It was around midnight when stepbrother went inside to use the bathroom. Apparently, father-in-law and evil stepmother told him to ask us to wrap it up and come inside, which Dan's stepbrother forgot to tell us when he came back out. Next thing we know, father-in-law comes out and begins yelling at us for not listening when he told us to come inside. We were like, okay, it's not a big deal, we're coming in. We apparently took too long cleaning up to go inside, because before we could, we were met with father-in-law and entitled stepmom standing in their doorway screaming at us for being disrespectful that we were guests in their home, that it was bedtime, that when they told us to do something, we were supposed to do it right away and whatever. They were going off and I began crying because at this point, I still wanted to make a good impression and felt like I had done something wrong. Dan told me to go inside and pack our things, so I did. While collecting our toiletries, stepbrother found me and tried consoling me, saying that I did nothing wrong and that this is just how they are. Then entitled stepmom showed up, saw her son helping me, and just lost her mind. She was yelling at the both of us, saying all kinds of horrible things. Stepbrother said, I'm done with this, and went downstairs where Dan and father-in-law were arguing. He told them he was leaving, and father-in-law says, try to leave and I'll punch you in your freaking face. To which he responded, do it, I dare you, and then left. Dan and father-in-law continued to argue downstairs while entitled stepmom followed me around upstairs. I was throwing everything into our luggage as she blocked the door of the room we stayed in. At this point, I wasn't even registering what she was screaming at me because I was starting to have a panic attack. I started having tunnel vision. I couldn't breathe and I was shaking so badly that I kept dropping things. So I went to the nightstand and took one of my anxiety pills I'm prescribed for emergency purposes. I know, it's never a good idea to mix alcohol and pills, but I was panicking. Entitled stepmom saw me do this and said, What, you're a pill popper now? Trying to end things? Do it, nobody will give a freak if you die. I snapped and turned to scream at her. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Did you stop being a freaking runt? 
Maybe not the best idea since evil stepmom is quite a large woman. Not fat, more like she could have been a decent football linebacker. She started coming in my direction when Dan and father-in-law showed up, having heard our most recent exchange. He managed to get both of them out of the room and slammed the door. Evil stepmother opened the door to continue the harassment when Dan finally went off and somehow convinced them to leave us alone while we packed. We brought everything downstairs where the berating continued. We tried to call an Uber, but father-in-law refused to let us because he didn't want an Uber driver knowing where he lived. Somehow, it turned into father-in-law driving us to a hotel in silence. Later that day, we got our car, put the Christmas presents we bought on their doorstep, and left. We went to his older brother's house to see him, his younger brother, and his mother, mother mother-in-law. They didn't seem that surprised by their actions, but apologized for them. We got the same reaction when we stopped by his other stepbrother's house as well. Dan's family are good people, but his narcissistic father and evil stepmother are so toxic. What makes me sad is that he still has hope that they might change. He still wants to have a relationship with father-in-law and hopes he might come to his senses like mother-in-law did. I am disgusted with father-in-law and evil stepmom and wish we could just cut them out of our lives, but it is his decision. I feel bad for Dan too because he clearly doesn't deserve that. Our next story is, my dad keeps pressuring me to reach out to my homophobic mother. My 25-year-old female, mom, 41-year-old female, did an unforgivable thing and I'm low contact with her. Background info, my little sister Danica, 21-year-old female, and I are both bisexual. The difference is I have a boyfriend, 25-year-old male, who I live with, and she has a girlfriend, Carrie, 24-year-old female. If you do the math, my mom was a teen mom. She was 14 when she had her first child, 16 with me, and 20 with my sister. We grew up very religious, going to church a minimum of four times a week and attended an annual purity conference starting in our preteen years. Our mom was abusive to the point where I had to stop venting to my friends in junior high because they threatened to call CPS once. Despite that, my mom was a hero. My mom has many narcissistic traits. It's important to note that my sister is her scapegoat and my dad, 43-year-old male, is her enabler. Back in September, Danica was helping our mom with dinner while everyone else was in the front yard playing with the kids and the family. We heard yelling coming from the house, and when my dad went to check on them, my mom was laying on the floor and my sister had cuts on her neck and arm. To sum it up, they got in a heated conversation because Danica wanted to know why Carrie wasn't allowed at the house, and how our mom could hate Danica so much. After some dialogue, my mom cut Danica, which resulted in Danica pushing our mom down. That was when our dad walked in. There's so much more to the story, but our mom has a short fuse and switches modes instantly. I believe my sister. It's not the first time our mom's threatened a family member with a knife, nor the second or third. Our mom is unwell, undiagnosed, and untreated. Our mom told multiple family members that Danica hit her after she said Carrie couldn't move into the house. This doesn't make sense because Carrie lives with her family and is in the process of buying a home for her family to own. This resulted in my grandfather texting Danica Bible verses, including Exodus 20:12, honor your father and mother. To the entitled parent part, I'm low contact with my mom. I have a young sibling, 8-year-old male, that I FaceTime daily through our mom's phone. He's the only reason her number isn't blocked. 
Our dad Aaron texts my sister and I often about how we need to reach out to our mother. We're family after all and no one lives forever. This happens at least once a week. His take is that Danica should have never hit our mom because that's the highest form of disrespect. He kicked Danica out of the house after the incident and has threatened to cut me off if I don't come to my senses. He calls me cold and heartless because I won't forgive mom. I've moved states since then and didn't go home for the holidays because I refuse to stay at the house. His recent text to Danica and I reads, I love you ladies. I would love to see you reach out to your mother more. None of us live forever and a lot of people our age are dying in crap. No guilt trip though. I get if you girls need more time. Just felt I needed to tell you girls what was heavy on my heart. Your mom is really, really sick. I heard through the grapevine that she has a cold. My mom and dad feel entitled to a relationship with me and Danica because we're their daughters. That didn't matter to our mom when she did what she did. As an older sister, I will not forgive her. How do I handle this? Am I wrong? My mom and I used to be so close and I'll just never see her the same again. She's always been irrational, but this crossed so many lines. Please let me know if any other details are needed. Thank you for the read. Our next story is, she don't call me, so I don't call her. Since the age of 12, I had a number of dogs thanks to my mom's love of puppies. She would fall in love instantly with the little fluff balls. I was actually scared of dogs before we got our first one, and she knew it. It's kind of messed up, but... That's a whole different story. The thing is, she would never do the things necessary to own a dog. There were never any vet visits, and all the day-to-day chores were left to me and my brother. Of course, it fostered responsibility in us, but it also gave us the chance to bond with the creatures. This is why it was so hurtful whenever my mom decided the dogs were too much and she'd give them away. The fact of the matter is that she only likes dogs when they're puppies. Anything beyond that, she can't be bothered. The same can be said of her children and grandchildren. Growing up, I thought my mom was cool. She was always at my school and elementary, volunteering and whatnot. She'd come around my friends and they all loved her. This was true up until middle school. She made much fewer appearances at my school then. I'd usually talk about how cool my mom was, but none of my friends ever got to see it. By the time I got to college, she was this grouchy, sleepy, agoraphobic old woman, still somewhat tolerable but not nearly as cool. I didn't know why this was the case until my niece's 13th birthday. My youngest niece was, I dare say, my mom's favorite grandchild. She and her parents lived with us for a few months when she was really little. According to my mom, my niece made everything right in the world. She adored that little girl. It was actually kind of sweet to witness. Anyway, they moved out, life moved on, and suddenly my niece is 12 years old with a cell phone. I'd been texting her for a little while, but my mom never had her number. I tried to fix that and the convo went something like this. I said, hey, niece's birthday's coming up. Mom says, I know, she's going to be a whole teenager. I say, you should call her. Mom says, I don't have her number. I say, I have it, I'll give it to you. She says, well, she never called me, so why should I call her? I say, because it's her birthday? I walked away very confused. That was a strange thing to say about someone who once meant the world to her. It was even stranger to put the weight of two-way communication on someone who just got her first phone. But then I realized, my niece isn't a puppy anymore. She's practically an adult with her own thoughts and feelings. And the fact that my mom wasn't a thought on my niece's young brain brought out the brat in my mom. It's sad. 
100% the whole she gets bored of things once they get too old is already depressing enough with the dogs, but when you realize she's doing it to her family, her kids, her nieces, it kind of makes your heart hurt a little bit. Our next story is, Entitled Mom Took My Phone on an Airplane. I was on a six-hour flight a few years ago. I was in the window seat, and there was a cute five-ish year old in the middle and an Entitled Mom in the aisle. Before takeoff, she looks at me and says, I hope you have a big bladder because we are not moving. Okay, here we go. So, I had downloaded several Netflix shows and comedy specials to keep me occupied, and I put my corded earbuds in, because I'm cheap and settled in to close my eyes and relax to some Jim Gaffigan. A while later, I feel my earbuds being ripped from my ears. I look over, and Entitled Mom has my phone in her hands trying to unlock it. Of course, I was like, what are you doing? Give that back. She just said I was sleeping. I wasn't, but that's not even the point, and didn't need it. Her kid did. Her kid was coloring in his coloring book, by the way, and was looking quite content. And the airline had movie screens in the seat backs, but I think she didn't want to pay for earbuds. She started holding the phone away from me out in the aisle and saying that I needed to let her son use it because he was bored. She got loud and a flight attendant came over. She tattled on me that I wasn't sharing my phone. She couldn't stop yelling at the attendant about what a witch I am and how my mother should be ashamed. I was like 45 at the time for raising such a jerk. Fortunately, the flight wasn't completely full, so she moved them. The flight attendant had to pry the phone out of her claw and threatened to have police waiting to arrest her if she didn't go with her. They were replaced with a lovely woman who just read her book and left me to my Netflix for the rest of the flight. Poor kid, he seemed really sweet. Too bad his mom is nuts. Yeah, well, considering his mom is nuts, I hope it doesn't rub off on the kid and they grow up spoiled like that. She sure seems to be trying to raise him that way. This next story is Entitled Indian Dad for Asking to be Sponsored for U.S. Green Card I grew up in India and came to the U.S. in my youth, 19 years. I'm a U.S. citizen with a wife and a child. I had spent until 5th grade, 13 years old, with my parents in small town India. Growing up, I didn't find the environment at home conducive to my growth. Multiple reasons, domestic violence, chaotic household, etc., I moved to my grandparents' place till high school. I came to the U.S. after schooling for my bachelor's and wanted to settle in in the U.S. We're not from a financially well-off family, so my dad helped me secure an education loan to come to the U.S. I was 18 years old at that time. After finishing my bachelor's, I paid off my loan and also sent financial support a couple times in the tens of thousands of dollars to show my gratitude to my dad. I then took a loan to get my master's degree in the US. Fast forward 15 years, currently I'm enrolled in a business school, also on a loan. Previous loans paid off all by me. During my time in the US, I fell in love with a US girl of a different religion. My parents did not support us, and this is where the rift with my parents started. I broke up, and in a couple of years chose to marry an Indian girl to meet my parents' expectations. Still, my parents came to the US and fought with us on missing Indian values, eventually leading to me and my spouse's divorce. There were multiple reasons related to family incompatibility with my wife. When I sided with my then-wife, to be fair, he used to say things like, I shouldn't have provided Western education to you. You're a slave to your wife and wag like a dog to her, etc. 
My father also stopped talking to me during the time of my divorce. I rose back from the pains of divorce and remarried an Indian girl whom I loved. My father threatened to harm me physically this time because I was going to marry this new girl because she was also divorced and I was bringing shame a second time to the family. He didn't talk to us at all for three years. I and my wife built our life slowly from shambles. Today we have a small house and a newborn child. We invited my parents to visit for three months to the US. I still sponsor their previous US trips seven to eight times in the last 10 years. To my surprise, my dad started talking to me nicely from day one of arriving this time in the US and enjoyed the time with his grandchild. Almost three months passed by, and now my dad is forcing his will to sponsor his and my mom's green card every day while staying with us in the house. He also mentioned that he's decided to move to the US and live in our house within a year without even asking about our choice. He's 58 years old presently and started to emotionally blackmail us again by saying that he'll die from within every day if I don't say yes to his green card and other stuff like, you are a disgraced son if you don't support your parents in old age. Am I really a jerk if I say no, we can't sponsor his move to the US and can't keep him yet? I've promised to support him financially in India, to which he says he doesn't want BS support. Am I a jerk here to tell him no? I think the short and skinny of it is OP's definitely not the jerk for saying no, and whether that's the norm for culture in India, him trying to command what flies in the US with OP's family, I think is just too much. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left, or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.